Welcome to Bites of Light with Angel and Seth Rohr. Our mission is to bring bite-sized nuggets of information to be digested as you please. Take a quick bite or stay for the whole party. Pleasure being the main component of our mission, we will also bring other humans into our space to share their magical brew with us all. Love, service, and wisdom is what we are bringing to the table. Join us in our magical kitchen where what is being served is for your highest good. Oh my goodness, do we have some excitement today. I've got my lovely soul sister here with us today, Stephanie Urbina Jones. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Hola, hola. I'm so excited to be Yay. here with you. Yes. So we're going to spend some time reminiscing and catching everybody up on um, our journey and how our dream weavers have, have come together. So um, in previous episodes, you've heard about um, me traveling to the gathering of the shamans. And in my Love Warriors book, part of my first chapter is about getting there and the traumas and tribulations that I had to go through to actually get to that event. That event is actually where I met Stephanie. <laughs> So let's hear your side. Well, you know, it was really just kind of a magical thing. We got an invitation. The Gathering of Shamans was just beginning, and um, we got the call to come and be there and to support in any any way that we could. And being a, a, a soul singer and carrying medicine songs from around the medicine wheel and in sweat lodges and vision quests and all kinds of ceremonies. I found myself that one night, that one magical night out under the stars, walking around a lake and somehow, some way started singing a song and ran into you. <laughs> yeah. And definitely yeah. magic happened. Yeah, it was incredible. That's the first that's the first time that night that you're speaking about. I think it was actually a full moon as well. Um, that was the first time I've ever firewalked. So we have this huge, amazing ceremony together, which you helped facilitate. And then we walked, yeah, we walked over to that lake. And I don't know how it happened, but I ended up standing beside you. And this great big healing, like we had what 200 people surrounding this little lake sending and, and doing ceremony sending love and energy into the world and everybody left and we just stood there and you started playing i played and, and i played this song and you know it's funny i M miguel has been my teacher i was a dreamer i read his books and i was studying under as an apprentice under his apprentice and then was invited because of my music to come and to present along with my teacher, Miguel, which was amazing. But I have to say of all the moments of the gathering of shamans, it was this holy moment with yeah. you and the people. I felt like we were dancing with creation, you yes. know, all of our ancestors were coming and we were, we were singing our prayers into the night and really connecting, you know, and I believe a lifetime sisterhood was born in that moment with you. And so this oh. is that song. Let me see if I can open yes. your heart. Do yes. it. Let's do I don't it. Know, I don't know who, I don't know who wrote this song. All I know is that it's one of my all-time favorites. And uh, because as we all know, we're dreaming all the time. Spiraling into the sin. 
to not ball my face off every time I hear you sing. Well, and I have to share with everyone a bite of light that you gave me that night <laughs> was that, you know, I was just beginning to step in as a, as a teacher, as a leader in this world. I had had a career in another arena as a country singer, but that night and the connection that we made, you gave me my first medicine tool that night at the gathering of shamans that you had made this beautiful, beautiful fan that I have used in hundreds of ceremonies. Um, now it has touched so many people. So thank you for being a part of my life and singing to my soul. Oh, <laughs> so good. It's so beautiful. And uh, there's magic when people can meet each other on that vibration and go into that space of just pure unconditional love right mm -hmm. and for me too that night around the lake yes the fire walk was amazing um you know it is a mind expanding experience but but singing around that lake it people need to understand that where we were we're out in the middle of the desert in arizona there it's pitch black and we're in this tiny little area around this beautiful lake with this huge willow tree. And you have your drum over top of my heart. <laughs> and I just, I was out, out of my body. I felt like I was, you know, you just struck a cat <laughs> from behind. And I literally was hanging over the lake and then it just went over the, oh, and then I was just in the cosmos. Like you just shot me right up into the stars. And I have never, you're not going to believe this. OneDrive just showed me a picture of you and me sitting in the teal. T t what? Reels? <laughs> well, the notifications aren't turned off on the computer, we just found out. But also, it just popped a picture of the two of you. In front of the pyramid of the sun and tail. <laughs> I cannot make this shit up. <laughs> not. We are not alone. Wow. Okay, so that just happened. Um, anyways, yeah, that was the very first time that I've experienced that, right? And so I, I was just blown wide open. And when I got home from that experience, also too, this is the very first time ever that I have traveled alone since the experience that I talk about in the Love Warriors book. 
So the whole weekend was huge and amazing and expanding for me. But when I got home, I didn't know how to process it because it was so something that, you know, we talk about the brain elasticity, about what you can comprehend and what you can't. And sometimes when you do these big, long journeys, sometimes it takes years for the medicine to sink in because your brain has to catch up to what, to what you've experienced. And, um, one of the teachers that I had previously, uh, was a Lakota elder, um, that I did a lot of sweat lodges with. Um, and so I actually reached out to her a couple of weeks later and said, I, I can't function. <laughs> Mm. and she said one sentence to me she's like well have you called your spirit back to your body mm. and I was like that's a thing mm -hmm. you're supposed to do that like I had no idea like I was a baby a brand newbie like I had no idea and so when she said that because I was describing her the fire and, and how the coals danced you know when we were doing the fire walk and 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 then told her about the lake and and she's like you've left part of your soul there. You need to recover that. Mm. And so, yeah, I went into meditation that night and, you know, did the recapitulation and called some of my soul fragments back and boom, the next day I was at, I was back to my normal self. Mm. So it, it went to that extreme. That <laughs> and then I was hooked and then I'm like, okay, there's medicine here, there's stuff here. And that, that was my commitment to the Toltec path and the searching. And the very last day we were there when I gifted you the fan, because I did see you. that that was one of my gifts in, in uh, coaching gymnastics for 30 years. I could find the, you know, I could find the unicorns. That was one of my gift. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you were the first unicorn I found in this community. <laughs> right and I didn't know who you were right you, you just had this beautiful voice that I had to follow period so thank you <laughs> I actually feel like that was my initiation into shamanism that weekend and that experience well, I love that you're sharing that you know our publisher because you're you're both are lead authors of an upcoming book and you're writing on books and our publisher Laura DeFranco always says, you know, um, who, who are those people along the way that we're writing that love letter to that kind of pulls us up out of our, our purpose-driven fear, as she'll say, because I've tried to run from this path. You have. <laughs> so much, you know, and, you know, that is for me, you gifting me that fan was kind of like a stand down moment you know and uh, it's 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 lived with me forever when when you saw something in me and i was actually already living it i was doing it but i wasn't committed to it you know right. i wasn't taking responsibility right. of it and um i think that really was the beginning and you know soon after my pathway just like uh through my pain through heartbreaking, harrowing experiences uh, just broke my heart and my life open. And I had, I had a choice. Of course, I could have gone another way, but my choice was to move forward and to be, oh, it, it is, it's like what it forged by the fire. 
Forged by the Fire. I think I need to name my next chapter that. There you go. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Right. Well, it seems to be like I hear that story all the time where people are like, man, I, I was doing this work for years. I was in it. And you do ceremonies and you go to this event, you go to that event. But it's those little moments where when you're not in your mind about a thing is when those good crack opens happen. You know, for me, I was, you know, I was in Teo and we were in the ceremony. We'd done all the you know, process through, through the grounds of Teo. And it was sitting in, in circle with the, the Aztec dancers that it just, I don't know what happened, but they're, what they were doing hit me on a level that just cracked me open. And it's like, we weren't there to to do the work group there to just enjoy it. They just brought them in. It's like, hey, come and do this cool thing. That's what cracked me open. Just like, you know, for for Angel, like that is that moment around the lake. The ceremony was all over. And it was yet, just her and I. And yet that yeah. was the moment when, like, that's the magic happens in those little moments. All the work is really just to prepare us to accept it when it happens. So, so many people get frustrated, like, I've been doing this work and I still don't feel free. I don't feel that unconditional love it's like just just keep taking those steps <laughs> the magic is going to happen when you least expect it but you have to be committed to the process so true i love that I, I love that you're sharing that story um about you know the aztec dancers i too you know um angel asked and the preface to the gathering of shamans the preface to me becoming a toltec dreamer and teacher was too, going to the, um, my life was a mess. I was in the middle of a divorce and I reluctantly, but, um, surrendered to, I had to do something gasping for air, went with Lee McCormick, who y'all traveled with. Uh, love you. Yeah. To Teo and just, you know, fell apart, disassembled all the way down the Avenue of the dead and was just what I needed for my powerful, powerful mind that had protected me all my life with all of my ways, control, um, all the things that I had created, you know, come by honestly to keep safe were just, you know, they were no match for Teo and those sacred energies there. And it was on the top of the pyramid of the sun that I was given that clear vision like of what was mine to do with my life. And then I ran from it, you know, in all ways. And, but over time, you can't, that's the cool thing I love about all the work that we do is that you do, we do, is that the mind will forget or it will, you know, put things in a closet and won't remember, but the body remembers everything. Absolutely. When you put it in these situations, whatever is ready to come up, here we go. That's right. It, it, this journey is definitely not for the faint of heart, but let me tell you how worth it it is. Yeah. It's for the brave of hearts. It's for the brave <laughs> of hearts. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and it was very cool for me. Um, so at the end of that retreat, you had told me about that you were going and taking a group to Teo. Um, and I had a full yes. Again, I'd never never been there, you know, gathering the shamans was my first experience and I was all in because I knew 
that we could meet each other in that space. And that's rare to be able to go that deep with somebody so quickly and hold that energy. So yeah, I was a full yes. And to watch and witness and to be able to hold because you had another huge level up that trip as well. And that's what I think people need to understand too. Just because we're facilitating does not mean that that we're not learning as well. There is this reciprocal thing, this dance that happens, <laughs> right? And part of that learning for me was make sure that you're working with teachers who understand gratitude and respect both ways. Absolutely. Right. And, and so I knew going with you that that was going to happen. And we had some magic that happened there as well. It was so, so, so powerful. And I, I really appreciate you saying that because I think it's more important than ever to be, I'm a leader, I'm a teacher, I'm a student right here in this moment with you and every day. I really appreciate being able to hold that mutuality of respect. And in any given moment, I am being, you know, led from my heart to share medicine, words, energy, thoughts, and at the same time, be open and aware of everybody's wisdom and medicine that they have to share. And that to me is what makes it really juicy. Right. You know, this whole That's where the magic hierarchy is. thing. It's like, you know, that doesn't, it doesn't speak to me, mm -hmm. you know, and it doesn't serve humanity. Right. Right. Yes. Eating from here is where it's at, you know, yeah. and that was one of the things I loved about Teo and I didn't have any other experience. So I came in with fresh eyes going, wow, this is amazing. And I, you know, I don't know the rules. I like, I'm a newbie and, and you were just so open and you guys facilitated some incredible experiences again, that I will never forget. And it came through your voice. You, know, <laughs> you, you have this unique, you know, we all have, we all, we all have our own unique ray of light. Yours is so sparkly. And like I said, it makes me cry every time you sing. And in one of our ceremonies, you guys did a sound bath. And again, that was one of the most powerful experiences for me actually to date that the, the, the rain shower thing, I won't, you know, I'm not going to go into it, but very powerful. And again, it was through your voice. Oh, that really touches me. Cause that, again, it's not something that I've even appreciated. I just had it. And so I feel like there is a, a gift coming from you at this moment for me to hear, to honor it, to appreciate it. Um, and, and frankly, to share it even more freely, you know? Um, so, and I remember that ceremony, you know, words and touch and being held in these specific ceremonies can help recover sacred for me. The fact that I did not have a good relationship or even much of a relationship at all with my mother. I had this, I've had this desperate, longing to be seen, to be heard, to be held, to be wanted. And so I've carried that heartbreak and that heartache everywhere. 
And it's been in these ceremonies where I have experienced the love of a mother through other people's, you know, kindness and compassion. And I have integrated that in and now truly do enjoy being, you know, holding that sacred mother energy in, in moments like that. So um, thank you. You have done that for me as well. Well, that, that's, I think, what was most, one of the most healing parts about that trip for me is you did allow me to also share my love with you. I can, I can remember, and one of my also favorite memories is, you know, at night when we're all chilling out and the bonfire's going and you're walking around with your drum singing, singing your heart out and I'm just sitting there bawling, listening, like it was just so awesome. And then... You know, I, I did share that, you know, I, I do medicine with, with the drum and healing the chakras. And you said, hey, let's do it. And it was just so organic <laughs> and flowy and yeah, let's do it. And you had your own experience in that moment when I wrapped you in the cake. I was shazammed. <laughs> there, you know, I hadn't had that much experience, you know, at that point. Yeah. I mean, I'd had some, but not that I hadn't had... A, that kind of experience and I remember going to Jeremy like oh my god that really worked <laughs> it was amazing yeah yeah and, and just to be able to have that sharing space I think people heal even on a deeper level when they allow that kind of and I think this is the era the era that we're moving into the collaboration space where where you know gone are the days of the guru that is untouchable that you can't even talk to or see or whatever. Ooh, that's a good title. I hope you write that one. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's been in a couple of my social media posts lately. I'm kind of on a roll with that, but yeah, gone are the days. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're stepping into new space and, and finding the people that can dance that agile dance with us and show up with love and gratitude and respect for each other. Do you feel like, I think this is so cool because I know that y'all have had the, I know you've traveled with Lee. I know you've traveled with, with Jorge. Yeah. And, um, you know, I feel like I got such a huge piece of medicine traveling with Jorge, who is this like, dude, I mean, what a and wisdom. <laughs> and so I do feel like Jeremy and I, like, we are like, I, I really, I've always been a young old spirit but I'm really inhabiting my younger self since Peru, since being with him. And he really does carry that energy that we're talking about. There's a lot of mutuality yes. and joy, yes. you know, what we've, for me, what I've been longing for, you know? Yes. So. Well, we get, the other thing that happened when you start doing this work is that you, we have this tendency to take it so seriously. Yeah. I got to be serious and I got to dig down into my shit and I got to, I got to walk in the darkness and, and root up every last little thing of misery. And, and sometimes we get stuck there. And we forget that the reason that we're walking through the shit and facing the darkness is so that we can get it out of the way to really allow that light to shine from us into us. So it's, it's about increasing the joy and love in your life. It's not about getting so deep in your shit that you can't see the sunlight. Oh, <laughs> and, and that's when you go when you spend time with somebody like Jorge it reminds you that it's about 
joy. It's about light. The, the Andean medicine is about light. Let the light come in and the light will shine and, and the shadows retreat. That's, you know, the, the saying, you, you can't shovel the darkness out, but if you shine the light, it disappears. Hmm. We can look that. into that darkness, but don't forget that the purpose is the light and joy, to make it more fun, to bring more light in. And awareness of the darkness just helps you know where to shine that light to. I love it. I love all these. I love all these ways of explaining what we have. Each of us have experienced, and yeah. for me, I mean, I was so grateful that the Toltec Dreamers for were so joyful, and they spoke of personal freedom, and that spoke to me because I had, you know, suffered for so long. I had been trained to suffer. That was my program of suffering, and so they when I realized that you really could go into stock that origin, stock where that came from, breathe into it, honor it and release it. And that when that was released, there, there was like a pathway for that light and that joy and that purpose to flow. And it worked rapidly. I'm like, that's my way, you know? Yeah. And so. people get stuck at the release part. They're, they're just, they, they grab on and they attach and they won't allow the release to happen. Yeah. And when I was going through this process, I, that's why it's so clear to me because I found myself getting stuck in that, that I wouldn't release. And so I started calling myself a stockaholic. <laughs> I love it. That's right. <laughs> because at some point, the addiction to suffering, even when you're doing your healing work, sometimes it, that can become the addiction. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, yeah, I was calling myself a stockaholic and that I was in recovery. So uh, that, and then I needed to start stocking joy and not go into the dark. So there is a point where you, you finally have enough just sitting in your own shit where you have to turn around and look at the light and say, okay, feel me. I have literally cleaned myself to non-existent, but the other part is yes, do your cleaning, but don't forget to fill. Don't forget yes. to fill. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we get First. stuck down there and we clean out. And I can remember in, in my apprenticeship with the Ruizes, I remember saying to them, well, so now what? I'm cleaned out. I don't know who I am. I don't know where I am. I don't know what to call myself. I don't even know what day it is. So now what do I do that I've done all the work to that? Exactly. What do I want? Now what? What do I want? What, now what do I do? My soul on fire. Right. And so. Yeah. Part of the process that that I think moving forward, my medicine is going to be, yes, touch it, acknowledge it, do the work around it. There's no bypassing, but that also doesn't mean you chain yourself to it and and stay there. It's like the trampoline bounce. You go down, you hit, and then you come back up. You don't stay down there. Yeah. I mean, just as, as you're saying that, I'm realizing because this is, it's, you know, we were trained. Our, our pain was our training from our family of systems, right? God bless them. They all did the best they could. But that was like the imprint. That was the record on replay in my life until I, for me, hit my a bottom enough to go help. And then, you know, we spin, we stalk, we, we, we clear, we let go, we release, and then we have to be take that record that that needle on the record and put it on a record of love and joy and what we want yes. and as much as we were training the other way we have to train that too right you totally makes sense 
really. Yeah. I love that. I love it. And, you know, being able to hold for you while, you know, you, you are birthing Shaman Heart and, and doing the pictures for the front cover of the album and, you know, being able to hold and share space. That was crazy. That I was know. Crazy. So for those of y'all who are watching, I am a country. My passion um, has been um, I'm Mexican-American. And when my grandmother was dying, I was a songwriter. And she called me to her bedside. And I midwifed her between this world and the next. And it was my first time to really come in contact that I was aware of, of the other side as she you know i really was with her as she her spirit left her body and i felt the jubilation of freedom as she exited to her new life um, but before she died she put a mission on my heart and she told me that i was to celebrate our culture um, in story and in song and that i would travel all over the world and i told her i can't do that i can't i i i'm too fat I'm too, it's, I'm too old. It's too late. I was 33. I, 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 I can't even speak the language. I don't look Mexican. I wasn't raised in the culture. How can I share this? There's no way. And she just was like, you will, you know, and when, a, when that happened, she was, you know, so, you know, embodied in spirit that I knew I felt it. Yeah. And so, you know, in a way I was so upset when she passed because like, I, I can't do this but it was also such an ultimate surrender and so i began to write songs in the country world because i was raised as a country songwriter artist kept trying to bring my latin culture to my songs and in this long long story short i was ministering to myself writing songs trying to my soul would give me these songs that i would download that would be like little cosmic breadcrumbs on the road to my recovery you know that helped me make sense of what was going on inside of me right and give me a pathway for the road and when i would be in very intimate circles like i was in a few you know healing circles as a participant i would share a song here and there and people would always say, where can I get that song? And I'd be like, I, I don't have time for that. I'm, I'm gonna be a country star. That's what my grandmother meant, right? And so fast forward, um, when An Angel and I are in Teotihuacan on this journey, we've met, we've had this powerful experience. She's given me my fan and we're engaged in life. I'm in the kitchen in Teotihuacan of the Dreaming House and these two redheaded women who were friends of mine came up to me and said, Stephanie, when are you going to make this album of all these medicine songs that you sing in private with us? And I'm like, I don't have time. I don't have time. I do not have money. And Judy Redhawk said, she said this, my aunt Helen just died. She was a music teacher and she left me an inheritance. And if I give you $2,500 today, will you commit to brought to singing these to recording these songs so, yes, do the thing. yes so yes okay i will so as fate would have it sue schweitzer was there who is a photographer you were there with kaya 
Y'all had all the Shamama, Shazamarama. Yeah. yeah. I had bought a $3 dress in a Mexican town the week before. And I think you wore Kaya's earrings. And I, oh, y'all had me. Yeah. All good, girl. When we climbed up with that dress shoved in the back of my bag, backpack to the top of the Pyramid of the Sun, and we were styling and everything, and Shaman Heart, you know, to, it was literally three weeks later or somewhere between three and five weeks later, the, the first three songs, the EP of that song was delivered a uh, hundred copies on the red road to the next gathering of shamans where I presented that um, like a few months later. So that's crazy. You can't make that shit up. And, uh, <laughs> meant to be. And now we're here. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you for being a witness to that. You know, to that. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. No well, thank you. Because you knew. I mean, I really was so reluctant. I was like, I was afraid to share this part of me. Yeah. And don't forget to thank yourself for showing up for yourself. Yeah. Aw. That's huge. A lot of people skip that part. Thank you. Thank that you. Be brave part, right? Yeah. Gratitude to self. Thank you. To see what we're what we're ready and willing to receive. And we have to see who's teaching in this moment. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And and we have exciting things uh moving forward. Seth is gonna be joining you in Teo soon. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. It's gonna be amazing. We're so excited about this new book. Um I was the lead author of, and I know y'all are working with Laura DeFranco of Brave Healer Productions. Shout out to Laura. Yes. Yeah, this portal of becoming an author and owning your words and working through, because it it's a healing journey every Absolutely. time. Yeah. Um, and I was the lead author on the, my first author's journey with 25 authors last year, Shaman Heart, Turning Pain into Passion and Purpose, and what happened to the authors, to each of us, when we came together with that purpose to lay our hearts on the altar and then to write about it was so profound. And it just, you know, I'm still so tight with all of those authors. And um, so now this next book, I'm gonna co-lead this with Jeremy because Jeremy Pager, he was my teacher, he's my husband, he's the co-founder of Freedom, Folk and Soul with me and we really met in our sacred rebels you know we really did we can inhabit that part of ourselves pretty easy and for us a lot that's like our i really when i think about my sacred rebel it's like my teenage self that was trying to find my freedom i had all this potent energy and i didn't know where to put it i didn't know how to to, to be who I was born to be. And so I got to have this beautiful long journey to come back to rescue and to bring myself into my wholeness and into my inner authority. And, you know, powerhouse Shamama with love. And so I am so excited to, um, to be a part of this cast of, of authors, including, and especially you, Seth, I heard you I felt you. I felt you when you shared on our Zoom today. I was like, "Well, hello." <laughs> <laughs> it's 
It's going to be amazing. I told Angela about that. I was like, I didn't realize when I when I had that experience that I was that we were talking about. I didn't realize how much of that had uh, how much that had moved me until I started sharing at that moment. I'm like, ooh, where's all this energy coming from? All of a sudden, it was like, all right, <laughs> super stoked to go back. <laughs> so. Well, I appreciate you saying that. And I just want to say that reminds me of we were talking to Jorge Luis Delgado about um, Peru, which I know you've traveled with him. And we are going on a journey to Egypt together. Yay! Yay. Yes. And Jorge says to us, he's like, when we're, when we're dreaming into it and talking about it, he's like, enough of the healing. We will become the pyramids. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and that's what you did when you were sharing about the thing that you were sharing about about the pyramid of the sun i felt you carrying the energy of the sun when you were speaking into it so thank you so juicy and so great well i have loved our catch up i know we could talk for hours i know we could be here for hours and hours and hours um maybe you can uh, send us off with another one of your songs oh i'd be honored so I'm not 26, but when I was 26 and I was crazy, <laughs> longing for help, needing help, the great mystery sent down this song to help me, give me a, a cosmic breadcrumb of the road up ahead. Uh, this is called Chiseling Out My Soul. I once knew a wise old man, Maximilian was his name. He was an artist of life, a sculptor by trade. I used to go and visit him maybe once or twice a week. I drank in every moment. I was thirsty for his kind of peace. He said, let love be a discipline, girl, carve out your experience. Be authentic and be real. That's how my peace was revealed by chiseling out my soul. Like a Michelangelo, he found spirit in the stone. I'm chiseling out my soul. Like a precious piece of treasured art, I'm I've worked too hard to find out who I am And at my age I don't give a damn I'm chiseling out my soul Like a Michelangelo He found spirit in the stone I'm chiseling out my soul Well, my friend Max died a few years back, but I think about him every day. You see, his words of wisdom, they guide my heart when I got a tough choice to make. He said, everyone's got an artist's eye, painting pictures with their lives, everything you say and do is a frame canvas of your own truth so i'm chiseling down my soul like a michael angelo he 
Angel, Seth, I love you. I'm so excited to journey with you and Teo. That is so great. Thank you for your sacred work in the world and your sacred joy. Thank you for sharing your time with us. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, and leave a ratings and review. Hey, did you know that both Angel and Seth have books coming out in 2023? Stay tuned and follow us on all social media platforms at Bites of Light, B-Y-T-E-S-O-F-L-I-G-H-T. Thanks again, and we look forward to sharing space with you again soon.